Welcome back to your Daily Dose. It's me, Nick. Have you ever made a rash decision and then immediately regretted it? That's the theme for this episode, where a young Bob Codges, only 28 years old, a, a baby himself, really, was getting ready for the birth of his first kid and not handling it well. Enjoy. I love quotes. Don't you love quotes? I love quotes. I, I, I find that, yeah, I have to now look to make sure that who they're saying said it actually said it. That's a thing. Uh, and I love the little jokes they have about, you know, make sure that you take care of your car every day, quoted by Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, where it's not impossible. But I just like when you can encapsulate simple wisdom in just a few words. I'm listening to the book Just Mercy, I think I mentioned the last time we talked. Uh, and there was a quote in there that, it's not a quote quote, but it's just the words that struck me. And it was, uh, you can't understand the important stuff from a distance. You have to get up close. What do you think of that? I agree with that. Like, there, sometimes it is important to have a higher view of something in order to make some decisions. And, and to see all the parts, right? Yeah. But sometimes you have to zoom in in order to see what's going on. It'd be like... You can, like we're doing at uh, Joybird right now, we're trying to figure out our floor plan. Yeah, yeah. So I did like a 3D plan and, you know, I measured all the furniture and everything's to scale. But until you actually do it, you know, until you actually get in there and move the piece of furniture around, you're not going to know if it works or not. That's like such a literal example of what I was talking about. And that is really cool what you're doing there. Uh, I, I mean, you were talking to me about how you got every piece of furniture and incorporated it into this computer-aided design software yep. uh, for kids, yep. right? So you're keeping it simple, but you're still doing it. This is the thing. I need to find more kid apps that will empower me to do things, you know, until I'm ready to do them. Because I tell you, I would love to be able to use like Adobe, uh, you know, Photoshop and all those cool tools, but I'm too intimidated by all the options and the buttons, but maybe the kids ones have fewer buttons. I think there's that. I think there's the stuff they're integrating to the phones now where like the uh -huh. Google phone promises that you can focus old photos that are out of focus and you can really? like select something and it'll take it, it'll delete it from the photo automatically. Ooh, that's um, that. Oh, so I like it'll that. clone that's the powerful. background and you know, that's something that would take some training and some time if you were to do it, if you were to learn it in Photoshop. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. There's a lot of detail to what happens in Photoshop, and I know for the artisan, it's really good. Yeah. More tools is better for the people who really are into that world. But for me, I'm a dabbler, so I like you know, give me three buttons. I may struggle to get what I need using those three buttons, but I'd rather do that than wade through fifty buttons to get exactly what I want. Yeah. The only time I've really used Photoshop like that, like its intention to cut stuff out or to get stuff out of the background is uh murder photos? joking oh yeah what did you say murder photos oh murder photos yeah because you want to remove myself from yeah, the photos the evidence yeah 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 no there's that you have to actually <laughs> literally remove the evidence though oh, so the pictures that you take of the scene you can also i guess not have those in the yeah, first place you don't, you just don't you... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, yeah but so to but make joking, to make it fun, like right. putting, um, uh, cloning one of my friends who had this drowsy look on one of our football trips and putting him in different scenes. Yeah. So you have to, you know, cut him out and 
uh, take that. And I used to do and, that manually. Yeah. Okay. Like I would take your photo and then I would take it to the photocopier. And I, I, I was famous at Orlando Regional for doing that with one of my bosses, Roy Wright. Uh, who was? I guess he, he had a sense of humor. Uh, you know, he really. I have to give him credit. He did because this was this was really pushing the limits. It was 101 things to do with an aging Roy. It was for his birthday, <laughs> but the thing is, I circulated it to everybody except him. He got a copy of it Eventually. by chance. Yeah, you know, and I had things like I, I this one picture. The I, actually it was his headshot picture for the hospital, and all the pictures were that picture of him. But I drew things around the edges. Of, like I drew a, a cat box on his head with a cat making a poop. And it said, a cat box. <laughs> and he looked at it and he thought it was funny. And I thought, you know, something I had to, that was one of the things that I don't think I appreciated about him at the time. Yeah. Uh, he's the only boss that I ever quit from where I said, I just uh, don't want to work for you anymore. And I didn't want to work for him anymore. And I left while my wife was pregnant uh, with our first child. And thankfully, my mentor in the organization was the CEO who asked the question of my boss, why is he leaving? And my boss didn't have a good answer. And so the CEO said, you need to get him back here and find out what he wants and get him back here. And so he reached out and he said, what do you want? And what I wanted was to work for somebody else. Uh, you know, like he worked for someone that worked for him. That's fine, but I'm not working for him anymore. And I wanted to be a general marketing consultant within the organization. I had no responsibility. I had, I had been running ProComp, this workers' comp program that I created for the hospital. It made a lot of money for the hospital. Yeah. And then I wanted to go to this other world. And uh, and he and the one request I had was, I want this special Google Phonic computer. This, you know, it just I I had a. A good computer. I wanted a great computer, and uh, and he said yes, and so pulled me back from the brink because honestly, I wanted to come back because I was terrified with the move that I had made. My wife was pregnant with our first kid. Yeah, yeah. You know, we just uh, we we're just living in this house right for six months, and now I've stepped out of a job without a job. It's crazy. But Patty supported me. She was like, "Okay, if you need to do that, okay." So how much of it was specifically the the job that you were doing? So this comp, this workers comp thing, you know, you didn't want to do that anymore. Yeah. And how much of it was working for him specifically? It was both. Yeah. And to be honest with you, it was me freaking out that my wife was pregnant. Yeah. And I was going to have a baby. And it wasn't, it wasn't that I was freaking out that my wife was pregnant. It was just like... I was at a time where I wasn't feeling ready for this. And Patty can tell you, I had a real rough emotional time around as she was moving towards delivering our baby. It was, I wasn't feeling ready to be a father. I really, I was not ready yeah. to adult. I didn't want to adult. I was pulled kicking and screaming into adulthood by a little 10 and a half pound blob of protoplasm that stole my heart and said, Hey, this is where you belong. This is it. Yeah. And, uh, and she was right. So I'm ever so happy that things worked out exactly as they did. But 28-year-old 28 28 Bob didn't know that. And, uh, and so I, I was going through a lot. I was actually even talking to Tom Guest, who was the guy who ran our EAP at the hospital, because I was stressing. I was just like, I wasn't working it out. And then I did. You know, it didn't take me too long, especially once the child was born, my Devin, uh, that I, I grew comfortable in the role of daddy. You know, but 
before that, not so much. So yeah, so I think that all that went into me deciding to make a rash move, which felt good, felt powerful, like I was taking control of something. Yeah. Because everything else seemed to be taking control of itself and me in the process. So yeah, that was an interesting question. That was a good question because all of those things worked out. I was not unhappy to have left. But then once I left, I was stuck with the, what did you do and what are you going to do now? How are you going to support? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hi friends, it's Bob. This episode reminds me of a song that my wife Patty adores. It's called Sweet Mistakes by Ellis Paul. The whole concept of the song is encapsulated in these lyrics. Bless your sweet mistakes that crumble you down to your knees, that brought you to this place, changing you by degrees, when change was just what you needed. It doesn't always feel like the change you needed at the time, but in time, we often find that it was. That's all for this episode of Your Daily Dose. We'll catch you next time.